welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Welcome to another Deeply Rooted, friends. It's so great to be here. And today we have a real treat. Val Forbes is back with us. And we're so looking forward to what Val has to share with us. The title of this particular Deeply Rooted Devo is Here Comes the Sun. And, you know, summer gets us all excited about being out in the sunshine and it's getting warm and we love the sun. So uh, Val is going to share with us just how thankful we can be to God for that sunshine. Val, such a pleasure to have you back. Thoroughly looking forward to this, ladies, and being with you all again. In Genesis 1-4, God created the sun. Oddly enough, I think most of us think of it as, um, you know, he created on the first day because he said, let there be light. But did you know he actually created on the fourth day? That's an odd little fact. And as I was reading this, I thought, oh, oh, <laughs> the sun, he said, and once he created it and the moon and the stars, he said, it is good. We have to remember the sun is good. It's good for us. It gives light and order. It restores and refreshes. It heals and gives life. So as we look to the light and order, let's just read what God says about his creation of the sun. It's in Genesis 1, and it's verses 14 to 19. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let there be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let there be them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and morning, the fourth day. So when you think about light, like nothing can live without the sun. Nothing can live without light. Uh, it just withers and dies. If you took a plant and stuck it in a little dark closet, you're not going to see a healthy plant a week later. It's dead. It's gone. It needs the light. There's a whole scientific thing behind it that I won't even get into, but God had a perfect plan by having the sun up in the sky and then making sure it wasn't there the whole time because if it's there all the time, it burns and scorches. God knows there's balance. He gave us the sun, the moon, and the stars. And as he says, it's for order. It orders our days, which also means our sleep patterns and our eating patterns. It orders our seasons. It orders the years. Imagine, like we think we did it. We made the calendar and we, we came up with those ideas. God came up with those ideas, starting with these lights, this beautiful light he put in the sky, the sun. And as I mentioned, God also gave us the sun to restore and to refresh. You know what it's like on a winter day, it's cold or even an autumn day and the sun comes out and you just stand there and you put your face up because it just feels so good. And you feel that heat penetrate. That's God's healing rays. Those are the rays that actually heal us and just make us feel so good. If you wanna see a contrast to that, when God sent the 
plagues to, in Exodus, he actually sent darkness. Now we're talking such absolute darkness that you couldn't see in front of your face. This is what he says. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise up from where they had laid for three days. Can you imagine that? That kind of darkness? That's chaos. That is the opposite of what light does. And that's what God gives us when we hide from the sun. And think about when you're depressed or you're hurt or something's gone wrong. You just want to dive under the covers. You want to like get away from the sun like Elijah. When he fled to the cave, he found the darkest, furthest little corner. And he went back in that cave because he was feeling so depressed and such despair. The sun takes all that away and ladies i'm going to throw it out to you know you right now martha and uh, esther do you ever feel like that it's ever a time when you know the sun just you needed that sun for sure i love the sun i love summer i love going traveling to places of sun but um i also love what the sun does for our bodies um, not only do, does it give us a healthy glow, but we need vitamin D in order for our bodies to synthesize calcium. And without the sun, uh, we don't, it doesn't happen in our liver and our bodies the way it should. And we have to take supplements because we need the, the vitamin D and calcium for our bone health. So the sun is actually a really good tonic for us, uh, not just for our mental health, but also for our physical health. Yes, and I know a number of people who have to get sun lamps in the winter. There's a thing called seasonal affective disorder, and it's tied to a lack of sunlight and probably also the vitamin D situation. But we know that during the summer, didn't COVID go down? And those countries that were in a consistent sunny state did have COVID, but in a, a lesser um, experience with it because we know that the sunshine is actually, um, it kills viruses and bacteria. That's one reason it's so good for your clothes to be hung out in the sun. Or um, if you're in a medical hospital situation to put things out in the sun because that um, was the early form of getting as close as they could to sterilizing something. So we know there's a lot of health benefits, Val, um, along with how, just how great it feels to get out in the sun. Yes, and I like that you said that, Martha, about the um, antifungal and the antibacterial. Uh, you know, when you think of back in the 1800s, early 1900s, they would actually push patients out. They'd roll them out in their beds and let them have some sunlight. And, uh, and I know that even today, there are sanatoriums in Europe that still do this. They have solariums and there's something healing, something restoring about the sun. Um, mm -hmm. In mental health hospitals, uh, they actually have a protocol that, you know, you need about an hour of sunlight to help you if you want to be helped. And they have little, um, usually 
supply a, a little or have access to a little enclosed patio or something where they can get out and get the sun. So the sun restores, the sun refreshes, and it also heals. Um, as I was digging into this uh, lately, I have uh, been looking at how the sun can heal. And it comes from, well, it, it, it goes back in ancient times anyway, in biblical times. But in the Greek times, there was this sun god, they called him Helios. And so this heliopathy had come about. But really, it's something that God has offered to us because he tells us that the sun, that he has healing in his wings. He tells us that there is the sun that he gives us that has, as Esther was mentioning, all these scientific reasons why it heals. When you look up at the sun, you're told really not to because there it can also too much of anything, right? Everything in moderation, it can harm you. But you know, God gave us this little window, gave us this little window where we we're actually drawn to the sun. And it's 15 minutes before sunset, and it's 15 minutes right after sunrise or within the 15 minutes of sunrise, you can actually stare at the sun. And do we not? We don't even think about it. We have no idea that we actually are staring because we're in awe of the beauty that God gave us on display. There's his beauty. And we're just like, wow. And we stare at it. There's people that go to the beaches and they celebrate it and they wait for the sun to go down. And then they all clap, but they've been staring for minutes at a time at the sun because you can then. And it actually can heal. And it's something that, um, that you know, you could, if someone wants to look into that, there's healthy ways of doing it. It's just one other way that God has allowed his creation to, uh, to aid us because he's done everything in his order and in his perfect way. You know, nothing on this earth can live without the sun, as we've mentioned. God gave us this beautiful sun. But an, more than even that, the greatest gift he's ever given us is his own son. And I love John 8 and verse 12. Because in John 8 and verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light. He is. He is our son. He is our light. He is the one who restores and refreshes us. He's the one who heals us of the broken heart of details us when we come to him. It's the most wonderful gift, ladies, when we look to Jesus as the son of God, the light of the world. In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6, it says this, for God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, as in Genesis 1, he has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. No greater gift, ladies, no greater uplifting of the soul and the spirit is the gift that he's given us with his son. Would you not say? Mm. So good, Val. You know, um, I just want to take you to Psalm 56, 13. And it says, for you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. And that's exactly what you're referring to. He gives us that light of life. And um, um, for people who have had a great deliverance from darkness, spiritual darkness, um, the light of the new life in Christ is absolutely phenomenal. And um, I think often of my dad who 
Um, he had a great deliverance from darkness into light. He was um, on a, in a lumber camp as a young man. Uh, he lived uh, heavily smoking, heavily drinking, um, just a very dark life. And he had two strokes, one when he was 26 and one when he was 30. And basically he um, lost his right side. Um, he he did regain some, but anyway, very hopeless situation. So he took a trip out to Vancouver to visit his brother who had married into a Christian family. And it was there in Vancouver that he heard the gospel and he came to know Jesus. And the transformation in his life was so profound that he couldn't stop talking about it, about the the difference between darkness and light in his own life. And so um, as I think of what Val's been talking about, the the son of God brought light and life to mankind. And we are so blessed to be able to call him our savior. Amen. Amen, Esther. I agree with that. And uh, I would just throw in one more verse. In Psalm 84, 11, it says, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. So mm -hmm. all those ways that the sun blesses us, the sun in the sky, the son of God is like that to us as well. And we would not have life without his light. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So ladies, the next time that that sun comes out in all its glory, you just look up and say, oh, hallelujah, here comes the sun. And remember, some of you first. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ.